0: Some of you know that I've often said, I'm from the south side of you have people inside the Senate you have people that are supposed to be on your side make the decision to live and die on your turn you are not wrong They have violence about everything the border the elections
1: I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the great reset
0: who's got the teaching aid uh, you know where I'm going with this? He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. You know, that today we're going to we're going to have some special guests on. And you know, this is actually the show that I wish we never had to have. And the reason why I wish we didn't have to have it is because we have a military. So we have a military, and there's institutions in that military. Obviously, you have uh, West Point, and you have the Air Force Academy. And um, I think the the issue that I have is that they sign up to serve this nation. They sign up to serve and to protect the people in this nation. Many times, sometimes, not many times. Well, many times they, they sign up with the knowledge that they could lose their life defending your freedoms. But now they're stripped of their freedoms and basic freedoms, basic ability to, you know, have control of their body, basic ability to have religious freedom. And now they're going after the cadets and saying, if you do not get the vaccine, we will kick you out of we will kick you out. we are done. we we will force you out of the air force academy we will force you out of the military you will not be able to serve all because you would not take something that frankly we're finding out more and more every day that the consequences of taking that are grave so with without any without without i I don't want to wait much longer i want to bring on lieutenant um, general rod bishop and mike rose Um, welcome to the show gentlemen
2: thanks so much joe glad to be on Thank
0: you, Joe. Why don't you guys give us just a rundown, you know, quickly we'll start with you, um, uh, Lieutenant General Bishop, if you could just uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and then Mike, will have you talk about yourself as well and then we'll just jump right into it.
2: I guess, Joe, what would be pertinent uh, without going into a long bio is I'm a seven time Air Force commander, uh, served in the Pentagon a couple of times as a deputy combat commander Um, So I I think I have some expertise, I've lived through uh, what I believe the Air Force and all the services are going through now, uh, back uh, when the vaccine was an issue. Um, But I'd really like if I could for a STARS, and and this will give your audience a background about why we've taken on the vaccine mandate. so STARS stand together against racism and radicalism in the services was informally years ago when the Air Force Academy football coaches put together a video that said in a militant tone, seven times in a three minute video, Black Lives Matter. Well, the superintendent, I thought kind of was indentured to me a little bit because I had put him in his one star position. And uh, I sent him a note that said, Jay, if you want to say that the Air Force Academy stands against racism, let's just say it. Let's not use the slogan of a Marxist organization. Um, we, we were rebuffed and we were rebuffed for nine months, but it seemed like as uh, every week passed by, Joe, there was one more example of what Mark Levin calls the Marxist march into our institutions happening in our military. So I'll stop there uh, unless you want me to go on and I will tell you how we transitioned. Initially STARS was just one R, stand together against the ra- radical uh, racism in the services. Critical race theory, which was being taught all over the academies, we came to find out, is racist. Um, We added the radicalism about just about a year ago, when we formed a corporation, because it was pretty evident to us that things that were happening in the military were radical. And the vaccine mandates are just a manifestation, I think, of this tyranny that our government has uh, kind of strapped on. So with that, you know, just to put a plug in for us, come join the fight. I mean, there are two institutions in America that I think we would want least to see critical race theory, this racist ideology take hold. That's K through 12, the young, impressionable minds of our kids and our military, because if we're taught that our country is irredeemably racist. Who's going to want to put their life on the line? I
0: I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you at all. And I think that the the problem that we've we face today is it's not based on a narrative that's rooted in fact. It's not based on a narrative that, especially in the military, I know that a brother is a brother is a brother. You know, finding yeah. finding racism in, in, in the military is you know, you, you always have you always have uh, spots in our history or spots in in our society where, where that could exist. But I would I would venture to say that it's not systematic. It's not systemic of, of who we are as people.
2: Well, I would certainly agree. I mean, I can't remember how many times I've flown into combat zones, and what I always say to people I can't remember if my co-pilot, uh, navigator, engineer, loadmaster, whoever was black, or or Asian, or or white. It just didn't matter. We we're focused on a mission, and certainly what critical race theory has done, has brought in identity politics into the military. And this isn't us talking, this this is people that we interface with. These are cadets that tell us things like, uh, you know, this is not a good thing that's happening. The culture is changing underneath our feet. This is the worst place to be right now. So, um, and then we saw just about a year ago, as I started to uh, describe, um, some said, you know, this vaccine mandate Uh, that's coming down or the vaccine's coming down. That's radical. Well, we resisted it. We resisted that thought because we didn't know enough about it. And and most of us are former commanders. Uh, I can't remember a time when I wasn't the first in line of the squadron, the group, or the wing to go get the shot. Uh, But this is totally different. I made a a referral to Anthrax. Um, I was a base commander at Charleston where Mike is when the anthrax vaccine came down. Now, what we were told, and there was no reason to to dismiss it, that if you did not have the vaccination and you caught anthrax, there was a 90 plus percent chance of dying. Uh, One of my fellow wing commanders up at Dover put the vaccination process on a hold for a little bit, and he was fired. And my three-star boss called me at the time and said, Rod, what, what are you doing down at Charleston? And I said, well, sir, this seems pretty obvious to me. This is pure logic. We have missions every day going into Southwest Asia. We are told that we're going to, potentially going to be exposed to anthrax. If that's the case uh, and there's a 90% chance of dying, I've just told my folks I care too much about you to, uh, to put you at risk and not being vaccinated. There might be some side effects, but we have a mission to do. That is totally different from what we are facing today with COVID. Right. If someone of a military age gets COVID, they have, it's not a 90% chance of dying, a point zero 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 what percent chance of dying. So to me, the pure logic of that risk versus reward just is gone. And when you add to that, uh, you know, the military and DOD has completely dismissed what you talked about in your introduction, all the medical Uh, potential side effects that we're learning more and more about every single day. Why would a commander want to potentially put their people at harm uh, when there's no real risk of the mission being impacted? It's befuddling. And then you add to that, which Mike will certainly get into, you know, the trampling of our religious uh, freedoms, the trampling of the Religious Restoration Act. I mean, we're, we can talk about the process and what the cadets have gone through. It's, it's just literally absurd. You, you stand back and you look at this and you this is crazy. <laughs> and then again, there's the whole rest of that logic piece. I mean, the disease has moved on. I mean, I think all of us can say that we probably know more people who have had COVID lately that have been double vaccinated at least and probably some are boosted. And I know very few people that have not been vaccinated that have caught COVID recently. So I mean, the disease has mutated. We got a vaccine that was created for a disease two years ago, and yet we're wasting taxpayers' money, kicking people, thousands of people, to the curb uh,
0: Good for no real
2: reason.
0: Good people, who who are no. who are assessing their risk, who are assessing their risk, <laughs> and saying that that you know I'm willing to take the risk with COVID, and I do I don't need a vaccine. This is not a this is not a life-threatening. In my in my condition, I mean, I, I will say in my condition because we're finding out all sorts of things about the COVID vaccine specifically. They rushed through, and they've they've done some really bad things uh, by hiding some of those things. And by the way, you know that they're hiding when they say they're going to take eighty years or seventy years in order to release all the findings that they have, right? I mean, this I find I find it flatly absurd and insulting that basic common sense is being ignored, and and I have to tell you. It's, it's as if I opened my eyes in 2020 and common sense went out the window. It's, it's, it literally is like somebody turned on a light switch and, and all common sense left the room and all you were left was with a room with no oxygen.
2: Could not agree more with you, Joe. And just to emphasize that point you made about good people, um, Mike has spoken to more than I have, but we did an interview with three West Point female cadets who uh, left West Point. Uh, refused to get vaccinated. I had lunch with a Merchant Marine Academy about two weeks ago, midshipman up in uh, Castle Rock. Uh, and uh, I took a cadet out to lunch this past week who has been vaccinated, but tells me, I mean, just all the people who have had the courage to stand up against this are just such good people and every, every person I've met, I have to agree. I mean, they're the cream of the crop. So I asked this cadet over lunch, uh, do you think that this is an ideological or religious purge? And I loved his answer. He looked at me question questioningly, you know, didn't answer right away. And about four or five minutes came back to it and he said, you know, General B, I think the people that are driving this from Washington DC, given what we see happening across our country, I have to admit this is an ideological purge or a religious purge in some cases.
0: You know, the, I think the scary part about that is that because it came on so fast, you have to, I mean, you were in the military. I spent uh, many years in the Middle East and Africa negotiating in, in different areas and interacting with military, not in the U.S., but in other places as well. And it, it feels... It feels like, and I'm, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm asking you the question. It feels like a sleeper cell mentality, as in they knew what they were doing and they were going to turn this on, as if it was uh, it, there was a bigger plan. It it feels like that.
2: Yeah, if, if you look at um, the Federal Register and what what was put into the register about the the rules given CDC and uh, Uh, the HHS, the power that it has, just as President Obama came along. And then you look uh, at the vaccine and you look at what's happening now. Um, You know, I guess I would answer that with, I spoke a few weeks ago at a group and a woman came up to me after and she said, uh, I bought a new t-shirt today. And I said, oh, really, what's the new t-shirt? She said, could somebody please give me a conspiracy theory? All might have come true.
0: And, and look, I'm a mathematical person, so I, I look at things from mathematics. And Mike, we'll get to you here. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to ignore you, but I'm, I'm you know, I, I know that uh, General Bishop, you, you've been in those places where strategy is the one thing that you're actually planning on. You, you plan it. I mean, you've been in the Pentagon. You have to plan for things. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I mean, all of those analogies came out of the military <laughs> preparedness. And and I look at it and go. To what end? What's the why? I always say, what's the why? In the military, these guys say, work the problem. I'm saying, if I work the problem backwards, what is the why? Why would we do this to our own country? Why would we degrade it to such a place where it weakens the Constitution, the very ethos, the soul of our nation?
2: The best answer, I've come up with that one, Joe, and I've struggled with that myself, because as you just said earlier, this is so, so common sense. I mean, why are we kicking good people, very good people to the curb and, and uh, you know, wasting taxpayers' money on all the training that we put them through. But a friend of mine who leads the Flag Officers for America has impressed upon me, and I, I have no better answer, that this is just a failure of leadership up and down the chain. It's it's reminiscent of me to uh, the Afghanistan debacle, nobody's willing to, to step up and say, no, this is wrong. I mean, look at all the data we get every single day about the harmful side effects, let alone all the other uh, issues that I just enumerated before. It's absolutely crazy.
0: I'm gonna really quickly do an ad read. Uh, So this podcast brought to you by AirMedCare Network. Um, If you're in a rural area, it's hard to reach, or if you like to hike or, you, you, frankly, you spend a lot of time on the road, health insurance won't always cover you at the cost of an, America, or excuse me, an emergency medical flight. God forbid it ever happened to you. But with AirMedCare Network, you're covered. For as little as $85 a year, your whole household will be covered. There are no deductibles in case you ever need to be air medically transported. There's also a secondary one that if you are in a different state, they can fly you back uh, to the state so you don't have a, as heavy a burden on your family getting to you. So if you use promo code DAILY, um, and you go to com slash daily and use promo code daily. you receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. I've been a member for the last year and a half. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. <sighs> Mike, you've been on the front 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 lines of all this. You, you've been fighting the good fight. You've been in the middle of the fight to help these cadets. I think we lost him. We lost Mike. Oh, gone it. Um general bishop we'll try to get mike back on but why don't you describe for everyone what what mike has been doing like what what he specifically has been doing on the front lines to help these young men and women
2: yeah i'll try not to become emotional because uh, i was talking about him at a, another event i was asked to speak at last week and i got a little emotional because there's few people in the world that i respect more than mike He's doing all of this all for all of these cadets pro bono. And he has literally put in hundreds and hundreds of hours. Uh, and I'm not just talking Air Force Academy cadets. I'm talking, uh, Coast Guard, um, Russian Marine Academy, midshipmen, West Point cadets, uh, a few of the Naval Academy. He's assisted with another lawyer, uh, there, but, um, you know, the, the strategy from the beginning, and I mentioned to you before we came on, that we had uh, been working this for months. The strategy for the beginning was just delay, delay, delay. And uh, uh, hoping that the light bulb would come on. You know, all this data that we see coming out, that people would begin to realize, hey, this is not the road that we want to go down. We're we're losing good people. So uh, Mike worked with all the cadets to uh, first submit their religious uh, exemption request. And so here, here's, uh, I'll show you some of the fallacies in this so-called process. So if a cadet wanted to, and I don't know if it extends to the rest of the military as well, I would think so, at least in the Air Force, because it's an Air Force instruction, an AFI 52-208, I think it is, that spells out the process. So if someone feels uh, sincere that they don't want to take this from a religious perspective, religious accommodation, what they will do is uh, they meet with a doc and then the first step is to meet with a chaplain. To the best of our knowledge, I mean, what's at issue today uh, or, or this week has been the four Air Force Academy seniors who have been told they cannot graduate, they won't be commissioned, uh, they're probably gonna be charged 160 to $200,000 uh, for their education. Uh, they can't work this summer uh, some marriage plans I've read today are being put on hold because they have to stay at the academy. They have until 2 August to decide and then they'll get a letter of reprimand and I assume an honorable discharge. That's one thing, as you may know, Joe, that hasn't been consistent across the military. Some people have been court-martialed. Some have uh, the great majority, of an article I read last week, have been discharged under general conditions. Um, so that's that's what they were facing. So the process after, the, when they went to the religious, when they went to the chaplain, to the best of our knowledge, we had been working with 16 at the Air Force Academy before. And all 16 uh, had their block checked by the chaplain that this was sincere, honest, and consistent. Uh, it then goes through the staff and into the superintendent. So. You would think each one of these is supposed to be um, examined on its, on its surface. Let me read to you something that I just, I just pulled out of the regulation. I mean, this is uh, <clears throat> pretty, pretty amazing, I think, when you stop and think about this. It says, a member's expression of sincerely held beliefs may not be used as the basis for any adverse personnel action, discrimination, or denial of promotion. It may not be used as the basis for making schooling, training, or assignment decisions." Wow. Uh, But in all 16 cases, the superintendent denied each one of them with a boilerplate answer. So then there is an appeal process. So the appeal goes to, you would think, it's an appeal for religious exemption, that it would go to the chief of chaplains. And I've spoken to the former chief of chaplains at the uh, for the United States Air Force, and a former chief of chaplains at the Air Force Academy, and they personally think this is nuts—that it goes to the Surgeon General, not the chief of chaplains. So that now the Surgeon General has denied all uh, 16 at the Air Force Academy, anyway, that we know of, uh, and and now we've learned the four seniors their uh, their uh, request for religious exemption. So Mike, um, well, we lost you. Um, I took over and I brought the the audience and Joe up to the process that you just came in on and you can then pick up and tell how you advise them to, uh, you know, put in the resubmission when they got the new data from the DMEDS database and the medical uh, exemptions as well.
0: So Mike, first of all, I want to say thank you to you. Um, hearing that you literally are standing up for these young men and women and you're doing it of your own time, and you're, you're sacrificing your time for them, I just, my hat's off to you, and I know all of our listeners uh, feel the same way, and they're very grateful for uh, your service to them. But with that said, um, General Bishop has been saying some great things about you um, and some things that weren't true, too, saying some nice stuff about you on top of that. but
1: I, I should have stayed off a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, my computer froze. I have no idea why, and I had to start all over again. <laughs> Um, so sorry for the interruption. Um, it is a round-the-clock effort because there's a lot of distressed and panicky uh, cadets and parents, and 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 uh, officers and enlisted in the military. It, it's it's heartbreaking to see uh, and feel the uh, damage that's being created, and to realize that it's just so unnecessary and unwarranted. Um, I just got off the phone with a cadet. He's supposed to get married June 1st, to graduate in less than two weeks. So now he can't graduate. And since he's technically will still be a cadet, uh, he's prohibited from getting married and he's not gonna get commission and he's not gonna get his degree. And the superintendent says, if he doesn't get the vaccination by uh, August 1st, that he, he the superintendent will recommend that he has to pay $160,000 back to the government. Now, after the superintendent told these four cadets this, uh, the superintendent asked if they had any questions, and one of them said, well, sir, I'd like to know why are you punishing us for exercising our religious constitutional rights? And he said, oh, oh, you're you're not being punished. You're not being punished. Uh, None of this is a punishment. You just don't qualify to be a graduate of the Air Force Academy or uh, commission as an officer, and uh, if if you don't take the vaccination. And then another asked, well, sir, why should we pay $160,000 when we committed to be in the military? Nobody told us we had to take a COVID vaccine. Um, that wasn't a requirement then. Now, let, let, me, let me say that uh, the law requires that people give their informed consent they can't uh, before they are required to take the vaccine and you can't give informed consent unless you're informed. So we have a letter dated February the 1st, 2022 from Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson pointing out that in hearings Senator Johnson held in January, three military doctors, two of are lieutenant colonels, uh, provided affidavits saying that the military's own data showed a dramatic spike or increase in diseases among military members after the COVID vaccine was given, and claiming that that data was being misreported or not reported to the public and to the military. So I have cadets say in their applications for a medical exemption or religious exemption, attaches Senator Johnson's letter. This is not to are answered. Uh, in order for me to give informed consent, would you please inform me what is the correct data and uh, whether or not uh, these claims uh, by the military doctors are true? And none of that's answered. And there's other questions like this. There are uh, almost every day there's a study showing, showing what? There, the vaccine does not keep people from getting COVID. It doesn't keep anyone from transmitting COVID. So all it does is, among certain people, the elderly and people that have uh, comorbidities or already sick, like diabetes, it helps prevent uh, decrease the hospitalization and death rate. But for young people who are already healthy, like the cadet age, uh, it doesn't make any difference. That it's all really like getting the flu. People are getting COVID. I mean, I got it uh, uh, myself uh, when the about ten days ago, and it was like having a flu without a fever. So there's no real benefit to this age group of getting the COVID vaccine. However, there's lots of evidence of severe adverse effects that are occurring, and uh, these cadets want to know more about it. They don't want to take that risk. So now there are two federal Uh, courts that have issued injunctions prohibiting the military from uh, not just requiring the vaccinations but punishing people in the Navy and the Air Force from not taking the vaccinations. One's a Navy SEAL case which is a class action lawsuit applies to everybody in the Navy and the other is uh, the Doster case in Cincinnati in which about 30 uh, plaintiffs who are members of the Air Force I've gotten injunctions saying it can't be punished for not taking a vaccine. And why is that? Well, uh, not just the First Amendment, but a federal statute that's more stringent than the First Amendment, um, called the Military Freedom Restoration Act, um, is being violated according to these two separate federal judges. And I know it's an inconvenience to... Uh, bureaucrats and people in government, including people in the military, to have to comply with the law. Ironically, they swear allegiance—I mean—to support, and defend the Constitution, but it evidently doesn't connect. That—that that means you got to follow the law. And uh, it turns out there are thousands of people in the military who do not have uh, vaccinations but are functioning just fine because they already have medical exemptions or administrative exemptions or they've, uh, like these cadets, have applied for uh, religious exemptions, and they're functioning day to day with no problem. But the military says, no, we got to throw them out, uh, uh, and and has denied over 95% of all the religious exemptions. So the two courts concluded that the, mili- the Navy and the Air Force's administration of this religious exemption process is a sham. That it's not in good faith, and it's just blanket denial of uh, almost all of the applications. And by the way, the applications are granted. There's evidence that they're the people who are about to get out of the military anyway. So, so um, um, the federal military religious <coughs> religious excuse me religious freedom restoration act requires that the government agencies, including the military, cannot infringe on People's uh, religious freedoms, unless there's a compelling government interest to do so, and unless there's not a more a less restricted means of uh, accommodating that government interest. Now, what is the compelling interest of giving the vaccination when uh, it doesn't prevent transmission or acquisition of the disease, and it but it but it has severe adverse effects among a significant number of people, and there's evidence of doctoring or falsifying or withholding information, not just by Pfizer, but the military itself, according to these military doctors. So it's just irrational, illogical, and you ask yourself, well where does this stuff come from? Well, I think it's just ideologically driven. The ideologues in the White House and in the Pentagon, the same people that have, think about the logic of this you got one or two million people coming over our southern border illegally without vaccinations, without tests, without masks, and a certain percentage have COVID, and they're distributed all over the United States. uh, uh, Some of them are dead at night, and and they can transmit COVID. But if you're an American citizen uh, here legally, then until the court stopped it recently, you'd have to wear a mask on an airplane, and you might be locked down. And you might lose your job if you don't get the vaccination. So that makes no sense, no common sense. It's irrational, it's extreme, and it's radical. Now, our organization, STARS, Stand Against Racism and Radicalism in the Services, stars.us is the website. We oppose uh, woke uh, uh, racism. In other words, being racist to combat alleged racism. Uh, and wokeism in uh, uh, in the whole country, but especially in the military, mm-hmm. and furthermore, radical conduct. Now, what's radical? Well, what's radical is we're going to have a purge and we're going to interview everybody in the military to see who we ought to throw out because of their views. And the DOD defines uh, the people that ought to be purged or white supremacists, but has no reference whatsoever to uh, Antifa or Black Lives Matter, the groups that did over 500 riots uh in, in a two-year period so uh that's radical to me and now throwing all these people out uh telling them uh you got less than two weeks to graduation but i got news for you now it's not a punishment but um you, you have a choice you either get the vaccine or you voluntarily resign or you're going to violate uh what is it article 90 of the ucmj uh, uh an order and we can court martial you even that's a misuse of language. How is it a voluntary resignation if you're being coerced to do it because of a threat of court martial, or taking a vaccine that you have religious conscience objections to, or fear of, and can't get the um, uh, correct and full information about what the uh, adverse effects are? And let me tell you something I've discovered just in the last two hours. Now, I can produce a six-page document of instructions from DOD to military doctors on how they are to interview and handle uh, military members like these cadets when they're uh, being evaluated for their medical or religious exemption. The page six is, is and, and I'm not exaggerating this, it, it explains that you should use techniques that's been used in psychotherapy and for people that have had uh drug, um, uh, addictions and so forth, and that is that you you, you got to get the person talking in order to try to find out what their objections are. And they give an example: say, want a scale to one to ten, how much you're opposed to it, or a four. Or what would it take to get to a five or a six? So these are instructions on how the doctor becomes an advocate to manipulate the people into deciding to take the vaccine, as opposed to being an independent observer or judge as to whether somebody happens to qualify for the exemption or not. And nobody knows when they're going in there being interviewed like that, That these DO, these doctors are being instructed to follow these manipulative techniques in order to persuade them to do it. So anyway, there are dozens of lawsuits uh, in process, uh, they're, they're not going to be, uh, I, I, I'm afraid, um, protective enough to, to help these cadets who will not graduate. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I want to say one other thing. All the cadets, excuse me, all the people who have appoint, been appointed to the Air Force Academy, the new appointees, they've been informed that they have to get vaccinations or they will lose their appointment. And I I'm helping one cadet, and his mother is an Academy graduate pilot, And they are very distressed because he has religious and medical uh, objections to taking the vaccine. And uh, furthermore, he has a full scholarship to ROTC to any uh, college in the country that he can get into that has Air Force ROTC. And he was just informed yesterday that he's going to lose that scholarship unless he takes the vaccine. So I don't see how it uh, helps the country, it hurts our country, it hurts our military, to uh, in effect purge in mass these conscientious people of this caliber, by the way, one of the four cadets, I'm told this, I haven't verified it. Is number two, uh that uh, is not going to graduate now, it's number two in his class. So you've got um, uh, just an enormous amount of harm, and, and I'll tell you another harm, is the other cadets see this. And they don't. Res- they lose respect for their leadership. You know, leadership is a two-way street. You're, uh, the subordinates are supposed to obey, are required to obey, but the uh, superiors are supposed to protect their subordinates. And when they see they're not protected, but they're actually been, oh, you're, you're, you're we, we got an honor code here, and we're not going to lie. But you're saying that these, we can't lie, but this is not a punishment to us. And we're going to have, we're required on paying a court-martial of having a voluntary resignation. I mean, it's just it's just verbal games that uh, are not being used in the proper way. It's causing an enormous amount of uh, harm. And uh, my greatest hope is, is that the courts wind up uh, 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 rectifying this. But for some people like these cadets that are not going to be able to graduate, it's too late. It's it's going to be too late.
0: So we have another uh, sponsor who's been pretty awesome, and that's IPVanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. If you're concerned about the privacy of your identity using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. When you use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even your Fire Stick, your, your, all your data is encrypted, and that means your private details, passwords, communication, browser history, and more will be completely shielded from falling to the wrong hands. Even your physical location is hidden. This makes you virs- virtually invisible online. IPVanish is offering a 70% off yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily. Slash daily is important to save 70%. So there, there's a couple of things that, that I want to talk about as we go through this. And Mike, General Bishop, I, I don't even know where to start. So I've been contacted by some today and they've asked me for help. I've referred them to other attorneys. We've we've been talking with legislators. Um, you know, one of the cadets was very desperate. Said, "You know, what can I do to not take the vaccine, but maybe get a vaccine card?" And I was like, you "Can't do that. That actually gets in a lot of trouble. It's better that you step away and take a stand." But um, you, you know, th- these men and women they could have they could have gotten full ride scholarships to any university in the country. Full ride. I mean, these are some of the, the, the brightest and most just decorated students and athletes across the nation that chose to go in the military to serve, and now they're being told that they have to pay $160,000 plus for an education when it, it's clear that they're violating the law. It's clear that they're violating their own rules and just throwing the rule book out and saying, we can just do whatever we want, acting with impunity. Help us. Help the, help the public reconcile i I can understand actually i can't understand but i i can see how they'd say okay you have to leave the military here's your degree shake their hand move on and 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 no harm no foul give them an honorable discharge we don't agree we're not going to honor this i I don't i don't like it but it's not punitive and now they're saying we're going to penalize these people that that are giving their life to the to the american people and there, there doesn't seem to be an appeal process. There doesn't seem to be any sort of fair or or justice or, which I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to find my words and maybe you can finish it for me, but it, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Yeah. Let, let me give an attempt and jump in after, um, I love the passion for what you're saying those words with Joe, because believe me, we feel the same, we very definitely feel the same. So, so how do we solve this? And what are the real issues? I I do not think that we're going to get any legislative relief anytime soon. Anyway, I mean, there's, there's talk about legislation being in the works that could come on and, you know, when it could pass, which isn't going to be anytime soon, that would restore these people to active duty status with back pay. I've been told that by a number of members of Congress, or at least their staffs. But yesterday, I got an email from a military legislative assistant that he blasted out to a number of other military legislative assistants uh, on the Hill, both in the Senate and uh, in the Congress, saying, you know, this, this is an issue where there's just not enough wind in the sails. I think there might be at some point, it's going to be too late for these cadets, as Mike pointed out. But one of the things, if you caught that Mike said, and I've heard this a lot too, from active duty people and cadets, is we're not getting any more shots. I mean, we're reading what DOD obviously isn't. We get that this might be harmful. So to me, there's two ways out of this. One is what Mike just went through and described uh, with a legal result through the courts. Uh, there's been a couple of, uh, of uh, favorable decisions. I'm a little bit leery. As Mike has schooled me, that uh, you know, as we saw in the case of the Navy SEALs, where the Supreme Court allowed the Navy to determine the deployment, even some of the more conservative judges are saying, "Well, this is really up to the military." That is what I got from the Hill. That there's so many members—not so many. There needs to be more, but members that have served all have uh, been subjected to these number of shots. So it's a lack of education among these members. The other way that it could possibly uh, be resolved, I think, and and I just don't see this one happening, and that's if the leadership, and this is what we've been pushing with the superintendent, even though the regulation says that the decision is at, at his level, regulation clearly spells out that he's the decision. Uh, he has told a number of cadets that I was ordered to make this decision. I can understand that. I would think that the Air Force, the Department of the Air Force, would want a uh, consistent a uniformed uh, process across both the Space Force and the United States Air Force. So I get that. But then he goes on to say, I, I just support the process. I support the process. Well, I was describing the process when we got Mike back. and. You know, he told us that the courts have called it a sham and uh, anybody who looks at it goes, well, yeah, I mean, there's not an individual assessment of these cases. It's just boilerplate. But, you know, if he supports the process, that to me may suggest, well, you know, I don't really agree with the way DOD is going down. But yet, if he doesn't, then why doesn't he resign? He's probably going to retire this summer anyway. I mean, where's where's the courage? (laughs) I mean, that's... That's the thing that I don't get, and that's not just the superintendent, that's up and down the chain. I cannot believe that people in the higher leadership positions don't understand what we discussed up front, all the the medical uncertainties, uh, the religious exemption, you know, trampled, uh, religious rights being trampled, and just the pure logic, I just it's hard to believe.
1: Mike? Well, let me explain what I think is the philosophical dilemma. Uh, The military commanders have to be given a lot of enormous discretion because of the nature of what they do. So whatever they determine the tactics are and that there needs to be a charge up the hill, you need courts and neither courts nor anybody else can second guess that decision. But the problem with giving all this enormous discretion is it can be abused and it is abused. And uh, you see just the difference in the governors being given authority in dealing with the COVID uh, that, uh, uh, pandemic, the difference between like a red state governor like Florida handled it versus the lockdowns in, say, California and New York. So, governors got authority, but there's a broad spectrum of using it. And maybe it's in the eye of the beholder what's an abuse and what's not. But just but I, I, I know it. Everybody makes their own decision when I see it. What's reasonable and fair, and what's so unreasonable and off the charts extreme that it's just got to be an ideological mindset. And that's what we have here. This is not like anthrax. And by the way, in 2003, a federal court banned the military from giving any more anthrax vaccine because it concluded that the FDA and the military uh, had violated the law. You know, we have a sacred responsibility to comply with the law and not manipulate around it uh, to say, uh, uh, so, so uh, to, to reject all uniformly, all or almost all religious exemptions, without, do you really think they were considered on a one-by-one basis? The evidence uh, says otherwise uh, uh indicates otherwise. And like I said, two federal courts have concluded this is just a sham. It wasn't done in good faith. It wasn't due process. Just because you have a bunch of people making reports or interviewing doesn't mean that uh, it was done based on the proper criteria or it was done fairly. So what were we saying? In, in the military, there's no room for religious objections. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I, this is very distressful, what the damage that's being caused here, and it's going to have ongoing repercussions, uh, even within the people in there, because I don't think people believe in, in the—sincerely, I, I, they, don't, they don't trust their commanders anymore. I mean, they'll do what they have to do to keep out of trouble, but it's not the cohesiveness that comes from respecting and, and, and loving uh, 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 your leaders.
0: So, so so, I, I want to, you know, man, there's so many questions I want to ask you, and we're running out of time to ask you. But I didn't know if you gentlemen know that they're, they're going to be holding a protest at the um, South. If you guys heard this, you know, Gordon Klingeschmidt, who was one of the ones that prayed in Jesus' name, he was a chaplain in the Air Force um, who was dismissed for praying in Jesus' name after he was told not to. Um, is holding a protest rally at 9 a.m. Uh, Saturday outside the South Gates at the at the U.S. Air Force Academy, um, Mr. Producer. I have this uh, Christian News wire, and this just shows a three-star general fire 16 cadets for religion. No academy graduation. 400,000 in debt, and this goes through. Kind of, we thought it was 200,000, 160 to 200,000, but um, maybe I could read a little bit of this. Up to 16 cadets, the Air Force Academy have just been notified they will not graduate dismissed because of their religious beliefs their christian religious beliefs um, against abortion for refusing vaccines tested on abortive fetal stem cell lines including seniors who incur up to four hundred thousand in debt and 16 cadets at west point face a religious purge um i don't even know what to say about this but i'm 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 glad that we're we're protesting but is it for is it all for not? I mean, is it is there any public pressure? Well, not, I'm sorry.
1: Let me comment on that. Now, I became aware by an email that today that this is going to occur. But I want to point out something very important here. Last fu- September, uh, the superintendent was asked at the academy at a public meeting. It was a reunion meeting uh, of, of academy graduates by this chaplain. And we got it on a video and I actually made a transcript of it to get down the exact words, whether the superintendent would support religious exemption requests for the vaccine. That was the question. And he said, and will you support it and advocate it up your chain of command? That was part of the question too. The superintendent replied, absolutely, we will honor religious exemption requests and One of the people in the audience was the mother of this cadet in Ohio, academy graduate, who's had her son apply and get accepted to the academy, who can't get in now because his religious exemption requests, unless he gets it, Uh, uh, they're going to require him to take the vaccine, which he objects to on religious grounds. So she feels betrayed. And the superintendent's response says, no, 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 no. I said I'd absolutely uh, support the process. The process. Oh, you mean they can apply? but you're going to reject them all? What kind of process is that? I mean, even if it was uh, true that, yeah, I meant when I said absolutely I'm going to support with a chain of command and be an advocate, it was really the process. Doesn't it seem like that's really just misleading if the process is going to be we're going to reject them all, and I'm going to reject them all under my signature? So. that, that's, that's, you, you can come up with all these word uh, excuses, but the people in that audience, including that outraged chaplain, here's a re- former chaplain with a PhD academy graduate who's leading a protest outside of the academy gate. I didn't have anything to do with that, with that uh, occurring. These are the kind of spontaneous pushbacks. I want you to think of this too. Think of the thousands and thousands of hours. Of thousands of people applying and writing for all these exemptions, and then they got to be interviewed by the doctors, and nobody knows that they're really being given a full page out of six on how to manipulate them into accepting it. And then you got to write; a, they got a report, and then the lawyers have to write a report, and and then uh, the chaplains have to write a report, and they got committees, and then they uh, and then somebody's got to decide in writing, and then they're going to appeal, and they're supposed to read everything. Uh, and then that's rejected. And then we're going to decide how to... Pun- oh, no, no, no. It's not punishment. We're going to decide how to respond. And we're going to give you a letter of reprimand. Or we're going to throw you out. or what? So we're fighting each other. We're not fighting the Chinese or uh, the Russians or the people that are real friends. Or, or the Chinese
0: within us. The Chinese within us. We've been, been, we, we've well, been infiltrated here. by someone.
1: And, and, and I just don't believe this... Evolved on its own. This is being ideologically driven and planned. And I think it's connected with the same people that say, okay, we just leaked the Supreme Court decision. And by the way, we have a whole bunch of people ready to go out there and protest in front of the Supreme Court and at the Justice's homes. Uh, All this is planned. And and, um, so um, when cadets see this, yeah, they're smart. By the way, the academy will tell you, "Oh no, no, no! We're not, we're not doing propaganda here. Uh, uh, these cadets are smart enough, critical thinkers, to figure out things on their own." Oh yes, they are, and they figured out on their own. But you know what? They got no good reason to do this. This is just a sham. This is not a compelling government interest. Just because you say it is, doesn't mean it's true. And there are less altern- uh, restrictive alternative methods because I've been doing it for the last few months. You can't say this is a peaceful demonstration where there's a bunch of fires burning on the outside and then convince me to not believe my lying eyes that it's really not peaceful because of all this burning going on. So, um, so unfortunately there's going to be a lot of damage and I don't know if, it, uh, and it, it won't. It'll be imperfect. It's not going to be completely rectified. All we can hope is, is that the ideologues, the American people, push back as they are doing broad-based ways uh, politically to change the policies. The policy here is to throw everybody out who's got a religious exemption request, except those who are about to get out anyway. We'll go ahead and give it to them because they won't be here anyway. That's a morally bankrupt. And according to two federal courts, illegal uh, policy uh, 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 not adhering to the Constitution, which we're supposed to, uh, as military commanders, support and defend.
0: Well, well I mean, it, it, we're going to go through this process with these cadets, right? We're going to have these protests and you just said that these don't make sense that this doesn't follow it doesn't follow law and and i and i and tried to interrupt you a little bit and i apologize for that but i was talking about the fact that we have been infiltrated i don't see another reason i don't see another way that we get this ideological bend to go this far back if we haven't been you know i almost and and, and i'm not a conspiracy theorist when it comes to this although all the conspiracies keep coming true but I, this particular one that we're we're like infiltrated by martians or or aliens, and that these are because <laughs> it makes no sense. It's past making sense. That it, it's it's so past the 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 human condition to do what we're doing in any country, even the ones that I've been in. That frankly, this would probably be normal. Uh, what what's the what's the outcome? It feels it feels like we're headed down a slippery slope. We can't get ourselves off of. I mean, it, this is the, well.
1: I, I think I think Joe, we can get ourselves off of it. Maybe we won't, but I think we can, and I say that because you got elections coming up, and there are some that have you're throwing out entire school boards, like in San Francisco, and you got a Republican governor. And I'm not saying this because of the label of Republican versus Democrat. The fact is, the ideologues, uh, extremists, leftist people are pushing all this stuff. It's the same people that say that result we don't have baby formula for our babies but because it's all down there being stored for the illegal aliens that were illegal uh, migrants that we're allowing to come in. So uh, if you change the political leadership and there's enough members of the public that get educated and push back and actually participate instead of being complacent and laissez-faire, then I think it can change. It's just a matter of getting enough critical mass of leadership to adhere the Constitution and our uh, uh, values, that instead of coming up with all this um, extreme leftist um, new ideology, where, I I, I mean, there's just a long list of all this stuff, but it causes uh, 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 dysfunction, dysphoria, and uh, uh, angst, I think this will change. If you get if you get the change in the leadership and it's coming up it's like it's like the cavalry is coming now unless they unless they can disrupt or cheat enough on the elections or call off the elections and all those are big ifs but I'm saying this is very plausible that the leadership could change and uh, our country has survived so many uh, ills or stresses in the past, uh, if you think of the depression and the wars, and uh, uh, and actually there have been terrorists in the past, not not just the recent past, but and and so uh, I I have some optimism that we can endure this, overcome it.
0: I pr- I pray but
1: we got we have to participate ourselves in it.
0: I pray you're right. We're we're running out of time, and and I want to I want to close this with praying for the two of you. But uh, General Bishop, I wanna give you the last word and then we will pray for both of you.
2: My last word, Joe, is uh, one of thanks to you. You asked earlier, you know, where's the public pressure? I think this is the the sixth one of uh, podcasts that we've done this week. Got a number more scheduled. Fox has it, the the, the offer is out with Fox. Um, The offer is out. uh, I've been on hold for the war room the last uh, two days. Hopefully, more unit, uh, more stations, and uh, we'll pick it up. Uh, And hopefully, all of America can join in. We we purposely made Stars.Us a five hundred one c three because we think all Americans should be uh, involved in this and wanting to keep this Marxist march and this radicalism out of the services. And that's why we didn't become just a veterans only organization. We have three thousand plus supporters, many of whom are uh, are not vets but many of whom who love the country as much as we do and hate to see uh, what's happening and uh, one of the things that we can do is what you're about ready to lead us in i think uh, joe and that's some prayer
0: all right we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pray we're, we have a hard stop on lindell tv too i want to thank them for broadcasting this so father god thank you for the opportunity we live in one of the greatest countries ever in the greatest countries on earth. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to to enjoy the freedom, enjoy the opportunity to, to be able to raise our families in such a great nation. Father, thank you for these two men, for their sacrifice, for their commitment. Help them that they may be guided by you, that you may protect their hearts and their minds, and that you may lead them down a path that leads to ultimate success for these young men and women who have given so much with the understanding that they may have to give it all to serve this great nation. Father, please bless these men that they may have insight, that they may have the ability to see things that will help to make life easier for these cadets and to protect future uh, men and women in the military who may face the same type of ridicule. Father, please please work on the hearts of those that would not have the courage to stand up for our cadets, to stand up for our men and mil- women in the military, They would not have the courage to stand up for this nonsense that has ideologically just nearly destroyed or weakened one of the greatest militaries ever. Father, help us that we may stay kind, that we may love each other, that we may repent of our misdeeds, and we may forgive others for what they do against us. While standing, Father, in faith and acting in that faith, Father, we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you from the audience and from me, um, and from the for the producers and the, the people we have on the team here. Your your focus and sacrifice for these young men and women is uh, is honorable and very much so appreciated. God bless you both. I want to point this out if I can. We do have um, something happening tomorrow at 9 a.m. at the south gate of the uh, Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. If you could make it down there and protest to help these cadets to stand in solidarity with these cadets who literally have committed their lives to the military in order to serve the people of the United States. They deserve our support. They deserve it. It's at 9 a.m. South Gates Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. With that said, we're out of time. I want to tell you that if you want to uh, follow us, um, you can follow us on Rumble. We go live on rumble, uh, conservative-daily.com, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank's Beach. We are on Lindell TV at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Hit the Rumble button on your way out. If you're on Lindell TV, thank you very much. And thank you for the staff over at Lindell TV for making it happen where we can talk to so many. We are also now on Brighteon. If you want to also follow us on uh, the audio version, you go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. We do know that they are suppressing us right now and shadow banning us. Nothing I can do about it. We've put all the stuff in to handle that. So just go over there and download it. Give us a five-star review and share it with someone that needs to hear it. This episode's super important, by the way. We need to stand up for our young men and women in the military. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517. And... uh, Guys, sign up for the the newsletter, get the daily fax blast, the link in the description, and become a member at conservative-daily.com. If you get a chance, I want to tell you this right now, yeah, you can, for $10 all the way up, you get free fax blasting. Do it every single day. Talk to your congressman every single day. Tell them what they need to hear. There's so many different things that we need to do to talk to them in order to get them to understand that we are the silent majority. So go to conservative-daily.com. Go to my store, go to My Pillow. support Mike Wendell. He's, he's, he's in the fight of his life and has not backed down or wavered one bit. You can save up to 66% if you want to use code CD21 or if you don't use a code and you just want to pay a little bit of extra for some great product, you can do that as well and just to support Mike Wendell. Support the fight that he's putting on in order to preserve our way of life as Americans. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Listen, God wins, we win. We are at the, we are at the front of the line. And like I said this morning, it's like the beaches of Normandy. It's the beaches of Normandy. That's what we're at, the beaches of Normandy. We don't know who the final shot would be in order to conquer that beach, in order to take that battle. But if we don't fight individually, we'll never know. We'll never know how, what it means to get to the, to the end and win this battle in God's name. So God bless you all. I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hug your family and have a, have a great time. Have a great time. Remember to smile. They can't steal your joy. God bless you.